the times when nobody is there that you have to get out of bed and you have to push yourself. And it's those mind games that you play. It's that constant every day, because if you don't do it, then the actual day will be harder. Fitness, food, and making it fun. Today, I am joined by health, fitness, and motivation expert, Jacinta Robinson. She shares her journey through the fitness industry in its many forms, from competitions to endurance challenges, to launching her own business, The Fearless Academy. Thank you for joining me again on Mindset Mastery. Our health and fitness regime has a huge impact on our overall mental health. And we all have good intentions, but sticking to them can be a struggle until we find that program, community, or inspiring activity that really makes it enjoyable. Jacinta shares her experiences of trying different diets, training a number of different fitness disciplines, and how ultimately it's all about creating balance in our lifestyle rather than focusing on trying to reach a destination. Jacinta, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. How are you? I'm super, thank you. Thanks for letting me jump on board. That's awesome. So you said last week when we spoke that you had just quit your job to go full into your own business. So tell me about that. That's really exciting. Yeah, so I've finally taken the jump and um, gone full-time into helping people with their health and fitness. So I've developed an academy, which is all online um, and there's full of long workouts, there's vegan recipes, um, there's educational videos. So I think a lot of the time people get into like a fitness program and they don't understand what they're doing or why they're doing it. So I do these educational videos that break it down. So for this month, I'm teaching about fat loss. So I'm giving like a fat loss program and I'm saying, okay, this is what it is. But if you don't like this stuff, how do you work it out? So I'm just fully diving in deep, making it super simple for people to understand. And then, yeah, giving them the knowledge so that they can empower themselves to go out and live the best life that they can live. That is awesome. So do you do a different theme every month? Is that the idea? Yeah, we do actually. So it's all around about like vegan, fitness, mindset, Um, There's all different things like there's therapies coming up. Yeah. So different topics. It's super exciting. And um, yeah, just the guys love it. Like the last couple of months with COVID, we had how to go vegan and how to boost your immune system. So I taught about like not all water is equal and a lot of people don't know this. So we went and dived in and talked about that. And we talked about saunas and we talked about grounding yourself and yeah, just all this different information that I guess probably doesn't um like it's available to us but we're not aware of how important it is for us because you know like we're just so used to the nine to five doing everyday work yeah definitely I like how you've got all those things like the mindset and everything in the one program so do you is that something you focus on is incorporating the mindset fully into everything you do yeah so to start off with I did a little bit of mindset so The way that I've done it is so that each month I teach you something um, that kind of just builds the bricks, right? So if I don't, if I gave you all the information at once, it probably would be too much and you'd be like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. How do I, how do I implement that in my life? 
So I've projected 12 months of topics plus more that I think that are super important, but it's like a step-by-step. -step. So once people understand a little bit of like this, like this month about food, okay, cool. So they understand like this may be really high in like fats. Okay, cool. So that will start getting them conscious about what they're eating. Then later down the track, I can dive in a little bit more and how you can really fine tune it, especially like when you've got an amazing physique, but you're just like, just need that little bit more. How can I do that? So yeah, it's, it's a step-by-step -step progress. I wouldn't say that it's mindset every month, but I am actually on the list is how to reprogram your mind that's coming soon. So I'm very excited about that. I'm super passionate about the mind and the way that you speak to yourself, um, the words you say. I think it's super important for the outcome that you want in your life. So I personally speak a lot about that on our Q&As, but as in like an educational video, that's coming soon. <laughs> that is all very exciting and I can't wait to see more about that. So let's just take a step back to how you first got into the fitness industry and like what was the first kind of motivator that led you into this direction? Well, if we go back years ago <laughs> when I was in hairdressing, Actually, just prior to hairdressing, I was 15 and I looked at a cover of a fitness magazine and I said to my mum, wow, I'll never look like that girl. And my mum's like, you look like that girl now, Jacinta. And I was like, oh my God, no, I don't. Are you looking at me? Can you see me? I don't feel like that. Anyway, so my mum was like, okay, well, I'm going to educate you a little bit about food. So we did a, like a transformation for eight weeks um, ourselves, just teaching um, about food. So I lost seven kilos and then we did a photo shoot after that. And then I walked out of that photo shoot and I was like, I am fucking stunning. I felt so beautiful within <laughs> myself that I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I, I really want to have this impact on people. But I thought that hairdressing would be the kind of lead into that. I was still doing fitness, but I knew that with hairdressing, you could completely change their look on somebody and they would you know, build the confidence and, and change the way they felt about themselves. Then I realized years down the track that that doesn't really change somebody. It's a little bit more, um, more to it than that. And it's more about them changing it for themselves. During that period, I myself was running, um, a managing a salon. So I'd gone from, you know, being an apprentice at 15 and boost up to, um, then manager and, and, um, stock manager and, and area manager, like all these amazing um, job opportunities I was taking on board, representing GHD, doing hair on stage for them. And then my health declined because I was so focused on with the business side of trying to do more, do more, do more that I didn't focus on my health. I was smashing myself at the gym because I thought oh, if I smash myself, then I can eat this takeaway chips over here or this cookie dough over here. Like my worst things were diet Coke because I wanted to feel pumped and energized. And mm -hmm. I just ate shit because I was like, Oh, this is yummy. And I'll be fine. I'll, I'll smash myself at the gym. Mm -hmm. So I had like a few years of rebounding. I tried shake diets. I tried um, oh, keto. I tried, oh, you name it, Jenny Craig, lots of different things. And I was like, one, I realized that I wasn't having the transformation on my clients that I really wanted. So I didn't feel fulfilled. And two, I wasn't feeling good about myself. I felt really shit. Like I was just 
going up and down like a yo-yo. So then that's where it kind of funneled me into the fitness industry. I wanted to have more of an impact on, um, on people's lives, like helping them transform themselves, but also transforming myself and learning more about the industry. Mm. So yeah, that's probably the quickest way I can wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So when you were trying all those different diets, what did you find were the results on your body or like you said, the yo-yo, what was kind of happening during that time? Yeah. So for two weeks I had like gone lean and I felt amazing. Yeah. I felt really good. But then I, it just didn't last. It was just too low calories. And then I would be uh, hot chips, man. I went and got hot chips after that. I remember this specific day. I was like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm going to go eat that. And then it's like a vicious cycle. So when you've done it once, you're like, oh, I did that yesterday. It'll be okay today. And you don't realize that you actually gain more. Like the more that you do these things, you, you lose a little bit, but you gain more. And then you lose a little bit and you gain more and you end up being a lot fatter than what you were at the start. Yeah. And and your, your confidence is just super not amazing because you're like, you just don't feel good about yourself. You're like, I thought I knew how to, how to lose weight. And then you're really hard on yourself. So then you'll, well, myself, I go harder at the gym because I'd be like, oh, just, it's all about burning those calories. And so I'd smash myself at the gym and it just, it just wasn't working for me. And it wasn't until... I stood back at what I was doing and realized maybe about five years, like this was going on for years and years and years. And it wasn't until I stood back and I was like, what is actually happening here? Because it was a couple of things, right? So I was uneducated about Mm -hmm. the food. And then two, there was a mindset reason behind why I kept doing this and then it was like proving to myself that I could do it and then I was upset with myself and then it's like oh I need to prove myself again so there was a couple of reasons yeah these things were happening in my life so yeah it was just really really an emotional time but a process that I needed to go through so that when I teach people I understand what they're going through and it's the biggest thing is education and that constant reaffirming like like the mindset like understanding why you're doing what you're doing Mm, I think definitely the why the why behind it is so important and also it's a long game like fitness it's not it's never going to be a quick fix no matter what we we do unless we incorporate um, a consistent routine into our lives so then what was the first step into your career in fitness I'd have to admit, like, yeah, like I said, I was feeling really uncomfortable with myself. So I was like, I need to know more about this industry. Mm. And two, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job. So I did hairdressing part-time and went and studied fitness. And that was probably the biggest thing. I was so scared because I felt like, oh my God, I'm going back to school. I'm like older. I'm not like a young child anymore. Um, but yeah, I just took the step, took the plunge. But I was also inspired by um, motivators um, around me, people that I looked up to and I was like, how are they doing what they're doing and look amazing? And that was a couple of um, people that I had, influencers. And so then I decided to also hire a coach. And then when I hired a coach, 
even though I was learning all about this, it's about having someone there, keeping you accountable daily because you question yourself because you don't know if this is right or wrong. But if you have someone who's already been through the journey, then it makes it a little bit easier for you to go, oh, I'm not so silly. I'm on the right track. And so, yeah, that was my biggest change in the fitness industry is having a mentor. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So a few reasons why a few reasons why I stepped into it, but I think just as as you move forward, like a few things unfold. But the biggest game changer, yeah, like what I was saying, is is the the mental part. And what does that do for you, like day to day, week to week, having that mentor and that supporter there, um, especially I guess if you're starting to, you get really motivated at the start, and you might start to fall off and want to slip back. Like, how um, important is that mentor to have to? keep you on track you know I have to say like it's the biggest thing like I I believe it's the game changer you can try many different ways and try and search everything's for free on the internet right you can get anything you want but if you don't have someone or feel part of a community that keeps you feeling supported and keeps reminding you why you're on your journey then yes you're right you will start motivated and then you will drop off and then you'll go through like what I went through, like, oh, this isn't working or, you know, like saying all these silly things to yourself. So I believe like a mentor is there to remind you that keep going, you can do it. And if you have an, a mentor, like a mentor that you um, like admire and look up to, well, of course you're going to listen to what they, what they say. You want what they've got, right? So yeah, I think finding someone who has exactly what you want and then listening to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've also talked about before, you um, got into doing a few different kinds of fitness competitions. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? And was that as you started getting into this fitness journey and studying fitness or was this before or later on? Yeah, so I learned a little bit about like studying and then after that I was like, okay, I'm ready for a challenge. Like. I haven't been extremely fat. Like I haven't been someone who's lost, I don't know, 50 kilos or something. So I want to know what does it feel like when I train someone like that? And I'm saying, no, you got to do this. You got to eat this. So I wanted to, you know, test it on myself, be a guinea pig. So I picked a, um, a competition called WBFF and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's, it's probably, I would say, the most glamorous um, fitness competition out there. You feel so sexy and you feel so beautiful. You do not feel like this masculine chick. You feel just stunning and amazing. And so, yeah, I was like, that's the one I'm going to do. I want to feel good. So um, I had a coach for that and she trained me for three months prior leading up to it. And that was bloody hard. And I... <laughs> I learned that when I coach people through a, um, a food plan, especially a food plan, because um, it's not really about the exercise. Yes, the exercise helps, but it's, it's your nutrition and it's your nutrition over a consistent amount of time that gives you the biggest results. And when I, when I was doing that, I realized, shit, it's kind of hard. Like I went to two weddings with my little tux tuck shop box thing and and I sat there and ate out of a plastic container and and everybody else was like bullying me and laughing at me and it was interesting yet they were like so complimentary of my body and I was like wow that's so fascinating so 
anyway, so I went through that period and after three months, I, I got on stage and I just was like, I am owning this. And so like, I just walked down and I felt so beautiful and, and it was really awesome. And you feel really good about yourself because the massive challenge you go through of like you water load and then you dehydrate and, um, and then the small amount of food as you're coming into the end, like through this, you're like waiting for that endpoint. And when you get on stage, that endpoint is phenomenal. It's, it's really amazing. And then after the comp, what happens is you're like, Oh man, I'm, I'm fucking starving. So you just like hop into food. And then, then what happened? And this was really interesting for me is then I then again replayed what I had done when I was hairdressing. So I binged eat and, Mm -hmm. um, then I gained more weight and I was like, holy shit. And not that I was really big, but, and I was actually not even bigger than when I first started three months ago, but because you are so used to seeing yourself every day, you are looking in the mirror, you're looking like at yourself, you're like, man, I'm, I'm fat. Like what the hell? And it takes you down this interesting mental journey of you you got to have a strong mindset. Like I didn't have a mentor at this stage coming out. And I think it's important to have someone that you can um, talk to because you're, you're reprogramming your mind because leading up to comp and on comp, people are telling you how stunning you look, how amazing you look. And you've had heard that for so long that it just becomes your norm now. And now that you've got bigger, you're just like, man, I'm not beautiful. I'm, I'm not stunning. And so And like I said, you're not even as big as when you started, but just in your head, it's trying to reprogram that whole mindset around that that's really unhealthy. And it's not something that you can maintain for a long period of time or even for life. Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And I think um, that was a very interesting period to go through. And I said, when I was going through all that with reprogramming the mind, I was like, man, I just need another challenge. I need something to focus on. And I set myself another challenge, which was to hike up and down this mountain for 12 hours straight. Wow. And a fun race. Yeah, it was amazing. And I'd never done endurance. So I wanted to, again, test it, see what it feels like. And um, I, yeah, set, set my, my goal high. I wanted to fundraise $10,000 for Starlight. And I fundraised over that. And it was incredible. And awesome. I did ligaments running up and down it and got over that. And it was really interesting, but it wasn't until after that, that I realized with fitness, it really has to become like eating and eating has to become like, you're just fueling yourself for, for you to be out of function, for you to be out of, to thrive. It's not about, I can eat this amount of chips or, or this lollies or whatever your favorite treat is so that, so I can eat that. So I'll be really lean over here. It's not about that. It's about choosing, being more conscious with the food choices that you choose and eating so that you can yeah have the most energy that you can. And fitness on the other side is doing something you really bloody love and goals are great but it's about coming a part of your life. It's not the be all and end all. It's not an eight week challenge. It's not something that you're going to do um, for like, yeah, like a challenge and then, and then an end it's, it's, it becomes your life. And then that's when 
I transformed myself mentally, um, physically and um, emotionally. And I think that was huge for me. And now I believe my skin looks amazing. My health is amazing. Um, yeah. And my fitness is exceptional. Like people say to me, how the hell are you doing these workout videos and we're following you along and you're like chirping while you're working out. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I think it's uh, bits of everything that come together. Um, and then, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's like a fully integrated part of your life. It's not kind of, oh yeah, life is here and fitness is over here. It's really, you know, it's got to be one in the same, right? Yeah. And just um, going back to especially the endurance training, you said you've never done anything like that before. So did you have to train totally differently to work yourself up to being able to do that challenge? Oh yeah, man. I've never ran in my life. And I, <laughs> well, that's a lie. I had run like, <laughs> but I mean like to do something like this, I was kind of like, this is, yeah, this is going to be challenging for me. And it was really amazing, actually. Just on the weekend, I took some, um, some of my clients hiking up the mountain, the actual mountain we did, and they just said to me, how the hell did you do this? Like, we are, like, struggling <laughs> just on one lap. And so the answer to your question is yes. Obviously, I have to train. So I, I specifically wrote a program designed to building up my legs, getting some strength in there. And then, yeah, for endurance, um, a lot of running, lot of long bike rides um, and then just yeah with most endurance things you just step it up so you start somewhere and then you yeah just keep increasing 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 um, as the time goes by so yeah it was a completely different feeling and now I have to say it's so so rewarding to go for a long run and just be present in the now like the amazing thing about the thoughts and everything that crosses your mind is so interesting and to be able to go out and and go hiking running bike riding whatever it may be and be just with yourself I think it's something everybody should experience it's it's really remarkable what the feedback that you get in your mind Mm. Do you think there's something different with working out indoors in the gym and working out in nature, like just getting outside? Does that have a different effect on, on your mindset when you do that? Yeah, I absolutely think so. Like I think when you go outside, you're present in nature. So you're, you're, you're getting all of that into, into your body. You feel alive. Like I don't know about you, but when you go outside, you just feel and you're in like the forest, you're just like, oh, I feel alive again. Like you can smell the fresh air. And so I feel like when you go to the gym, depending on what gym you go to, you, it's about an ego thing. It's about, oh, I've got to lift the heaviest weight or I've got to go faster than them. Or like you're comparing yourself to majority of the people that are in there. And if you don't think that you are, you probably are subconsciously. And I think when you go out to nature, it's just you. It's you against you. And I think that's really cool because instead of utilizing other people, you've got to use your own motivation to push yourself that little bit further. And then that's the amazing thing about the mind games because then what happens is you're like, oh my God, I really want to stop. And then you're like, oh, just go to that tree or whatever it may be. And it's so rewarding because you feel like you're, you're making all of these small wins along the way. So I feel like 
yeah, I, I love outdoors. I think it is so, so different to in the gym. And a lot of people that I've met, when you meet them in the gym, yeah, it's just a different personality to the people outside. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I think that has its place and outside has its place, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then just personal preference on, on what you like. Yeah. And just talking about that real almost mind over matter thing. How did you go with your 12 hours up and down the mountain? That sounds like it would get to kind of a mind over matter situation when, you know, you'd be getting pretty tired after 12 hours. So yeah, just tell me more about that. Well, it was really interesting actually, because there was so much chaos going on. I, um, I was really fortunate. I had a really great support crew. So they were actually slowing me down, telling me to pace myself. I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. Like, <laughs> let's get up and down this thing. Um, but they were like pacing me the whole time. So you've got so much adrenaline pumping in you. You don't really, I guess, focus on too much. Is this hard? Is it not? Mm -hmm. And you, and because I have people with me, they're all having conversations and just talking to me and they just kept me distracted, which was really awesome because man, the lactic acid in your legs it was just huge, but because I was just jabbering and talking, whatever, I got so distracted. Um, so yeah, like I feel like I didn't really have such a, like an experience that I was trying to keep pushing myself during that event. It also started raining. So it was incredible. Cause like I'd run down and it was like raining down <laughs> at the, um, like at the base there. And then I'd come back up and it would be sunny at the top. So um, and then unfortunately at 10 hours, it, it was pouring. So I had to stop. So I think um, I did, it was either 10 or 11 hours, but I did about 34K total um, going up and down. So I don't believe that the mindset comes in during the day. And this is just with general things. I think it's leading up to any um, competition or challenge you set, about, set for yourself because it's the times when nobody is there that you have to get out of bed and you have to push yourself. And it's those mind games that you play. It's that constant every day. And because if you don't do it, then the actual day will be harder. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, like there was times that I didn't want to get up, but, or go do it, or I just wanted to sleep. But you just think, okay, if I can do this, then what more could I do after I do this? And I think that was the most like really cool thing with the mountain is, is the, and same thing with the competition, to be honest, like there was days when I was like, I woke up and you so low energy and you're like, I do not want to do this cardio run. I just feel so drained, but they're the things that, yeah, get you past the level. That's, that's your body telling you, okay, if you can just get over this, if you can just push yourself that little bit more, then you will push your comfort zones and you'll grow into something phenomenal that you never thought you're going to do. And I think that's where it's at. Yeah. You can't grow within your comfort zone, can you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the great thing about the mentors is because they're like, come on, you can do it. And you're like, Fuck this. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best coaches, they push you when you really don't want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. With the health and fitness and you look at um i guess the fitness and the training and then the food side of things which is more important the training or the food in regards to being healthy or like losing weight just getting leaner 
yeah what what would you say is more important it it really depends on the person right Mm -hmm. if you're generally what happens is people will start with exercise and then they'll start to feel really good because they're moving and it'll give them energy and they'll feel amazing and then they'll want to transform into the food and then they'll start learning about food and then they'll feel even better and the food supports their training so that therefore that's kind of what keeps pushing them forward but if there was one specific thing that i'd say which is most important it would definitely be the nutrition because nutrition is like if you're eating processed shit you're not going to feel energized you're going to be low on vitamins and, and minerals so you're going to feel lethargic and sleepy and demotivated and, and probably depressed and, and not good within yourself. So yeah, like nutrition would be the most important, but if you're going to start your fitness journey, get out and walk first because movement that that's just going to make you feel alive. And then you're going to go, Oh, cool. I did that. What more can I do? And then therefore you'll keep progressing forward. Mm-hmm. Would you also recommend to start slow rather than trying to change everything all at once? Because that's probably where people get really, really motivated in the start and then change everything um, that they're doing. And then it gets harder after about the first week. So would you say start slow and start with small changes and then build it up progressively? Yeah. So my advice on that is, yeah, a lot of people try and change everything at once. But, you know, it really depends again on the person. Mm -hmm. Some people just want to change everything. They want to disconnect their old self and they want the new self. And they've got the motivation and they're they're ready to go, Um, which is fine. But for me, I've tried that and I rebounded and that didn't work for me. Um, But what worked for me was, okay, I can, yeah, like like what you said, small changes. I started with the exercise. Then I started with the nutrition. Then I learned more about nutrition. Then I learned about water. Then I learned about recovery. And, And so like, it's just like adding all these little gold nuggets and just implementing that into your life. And I've found that that has worked for me because I'm now like a living, walking project of, of what I, what I preach. And I think that has really worked for me, but in, in all honesty, a lot of people will try and change everything at once and will go back to their old self because it becomes too hard. Like they might have kids, they might, might be working, like life happens, things happen. You might be held back late at the office and and these things can make it really challenging for you. So yeah, like I think the best thing you can do is do what you can do with what you have now. So let's just say if, if you're at home and you want to start moving, get outside, exercise. If you're in the house, find some at-home workouts and, and get that all happening so you don't have to drive anywhere, especially if you've got kids and, um, or working from home. It can be, can be challenging. Um, to try and change all of that at once. And then, yeah, start looking at your food and be more conscious. Like, what are you actually consuming? Like, could you look at your food and put it all on the table and go, wow, that is amazing? Or would you look at it and go, oh my gosh, okay, I, I need to make some changes. And it's okay to eat things that you, that probably aren't going to benefit your, say, fat loss journey. But just remember, like, look at the other cool things that you're changing 
and it will all grow and you'll start becoming, that'll become your second nature and then you'll be living it Mm -hmm. and loving it. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So what kind of impact does low nutrient dense, just lots of processed food have on the brain and on your mental health compared to those nutrient dense, rich, healthy foods? They say the gut is the second brain. So um, if you're eating foods that's not going to make your gut thrive, then yeah, it is linked to depression and a lot of mental health issues. Um, and what they've found though, with people th- with these issues, they've just com- just changed their diet, just gave them more um, nutrient dense food. And all of a sudden they're starting to feel good about themselves. And yeah, it's their guts sending different messages to the head, which is like amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So the evidence is out there. Like people can find this. But yeah, it's not going to be amazing if you have a lot of processed stuff. I'm not saying don't have it at all because there is a fair bit of it around. But the best thing that I can recommend is looking at labels of food and seeing what is this stuff? Like, how is that going to affect my health? And, and then just slightly changing it. Like, let's say you have Coke. You could have kombucha or you could have... Um, there's like many different options out there, like um, mineral water or sparkly water. Like do some swaps and um, yeah, make things that are a little bit more, like choose healthier choices, but are similar, if that makes sense. So that therefore you're doing your body amazing things and then therefore you'll be thriving in the, in the mind as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not feeling amazing, then have a look at what you are eating and see what you can change. Mm, yeah and that's great just swapping things out so you don't have to cut it out completely with those um certain things you enjoy but swapping it to something that's slightly better so where would you describe your mindset is now compared to when you were working in the hairdressing job for example yeah um I probably like my mindset like with health and fitness do you mean Mm, yeah or just in general even yeah yeah I felt like I was trying to do everything. Like I felt like you had to be really hard on yourself to get the results that you want um, back in the, in the hair days. Like I felt like it's, it's really hard to lose weight and it's, it's really hard to be healthy. It takes so much time and energy where now I'm like, Oh man, like I really just overestimated that. I it's, that's so silly. Like realistically, it can be a part of anyone's um, life and it doesn't take that much time. And I think if you change that sort of, have that sort of shift in the mind and realize you don't have to smash your body, you just have to show up every day and keep it consistent, then I think that's going to make the biggest impact um, on people. But that's what, ma- like what mattered to me like, and what was the change is it's the consistency over time and not thinking that I had to be the best every time. Mm. Where over here, I was like, I'm going to be like lifting the heavy weights, <laughs> go the fastest, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was so hard on myself. And it's silly. Like, it's really ridiculous. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's only, you're just trying to prove to yourself something that is, you're not even going to get the, the results that you want anyway, because <laughs> yeah, 
you're probably going to go backwards. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And so with the Fearless Academy, what do you want people to get out of it mainly? Empowering themselves with knowledge. Yeah. And feel part of a community. Um, We have a private Facebook group, which is really fun. And um, everybody's writing in like, oh, it was so beautiful. Someone wrote in there something about themselves, really personal, made me cry. And I was like, oh my God, it's so lovely to then have the support from the other members um, being there for each other. So yeah, feeling a part of something, I think I believe helps keep driving you forward. So, and keeps reminding you why you're doing what you're doing. So yeah, I want to help people empower themselves with knowledge um, so that they can live the best lives that they can be surrounded by like-minded people that is awesome yeah I think definitely just having that community around you that really builds you up and has that same common goal that's really awesome and what are your biggest goals for the fearless academy oh gosh I have some big goals there Uh (laughs) I obviously want it to be um like it is thriving now but just growing it and growing that support network if you don't believe in what I believe in then I don't really want you part of the group really I don't need you to be I want people um, to be on the same path obviously have their own goals um, but yeah support each other so yeah my my goal is to learn as much knowledge as I can and to be able to simplify it for people to be able to implement in their life um, I think a lot of the time there's these amazing um, specialists out there but it's too freaking confusing like the way that it's said and and I just want to be able to go oh yeah cool that's the knowledge and how can I help you have the like turn your life around so that you're doing it for you it's not me doing it for you it's you doing it for you and I think that's the most biggest thing that I have is is people taking it on board for themselves and I want them to feel comfortable within this environment that if they they feel like they're confused or anything like that, they can just ask. I'm, I'm just in there a message away and there's great support, like I said. Um, but yeah, I just want people to live their best life. So yeah, that's what my goal is, is growing it to beyond belief. That's so awesome. And so you have mainly online, like you said before, but you also do group activities. Like tell me about some of those, especially now that, you know, we can't actually go outside in groups again um, after we've been all at home for the last four months. But yeah, what are some of the activities you do with the group? Yeah. So when you become a member of the Fearless Academy, you get access to activities. So we actually have a free run club that anybody that can come to on a Saturdays. Um, and it's only a short distance and um, I have someone who runs at the front, my partner, and she's with the speedy guys. And then I'm at the back and I'm just having a chat for the people that um, are, you know, working on their running. Like running is a challenging um, activity if you aren't someone who's into it. So we do that and then we have breakfast and coffee and whatever. Then we, um, yes, oh, sorry, not yesterday, on the weekend we went hiking. So I took everyone up the mountain. Um, but yeah, there's so many events that we've got coming forward and that in years to come will be around the world obviously not right now but my goal is to have these activities around the world in in incredible places doing incredible things all together so they're the events um, but majority of it is all ran through the online platform Mm -hmm. 
That sounds really, really exciting. Um, global events, you know, can't wait to see that happen for you. As <laughs> finally, what is your one biggest message that you want to get out to the world? Oh, that's a tough one. There's probably many, many messages. You can have multiple, um, multiple. <laughs> my one biggest message would be you're capable of anything. You've just got to believe in yourself. So surround yourself with like-minded people and you'll be able to achieve it. That's my message. That's a fantastic yeah. one. That's awesome. And if someone is, you know, just thinking about starting their fitness journey now, what is a piece of advice that you would give them just to take that first step? The first step. Okay. Depending on if you've got availability to an accountability buddy, like having someone say, Hey, I'm going to come over for a walk today. Then that's really good because you probably, when you're starting, don't really want to do it. But if you have someone there that you can chat to, like you're more likely going to do it. So I'll give you a few actually. So finding someone, if you don't have that somebody, just start moving and start getting, finding people that you like out there that have the life or the body that you want. And then studying what they're doing and then start implementing that into your life. Because the more that you do that, the more then you'll end up becoming that person without you even realizing. You'll be your own version, but you'll start like, you know, embracing that and living the healthiest life that you can. So yeah, they're probably my two top ones. That is awesome advice. I think, yeah, definitely doing it with that other person is going to help you stay so much more motivated and just have more fun while you're doing it. Absolutely. Like fitness should be fun. It should be an enjoyable. You should be laughing, the snot dripping out and the sweat everywhere. Like it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. That's what we want. Having a good time. I think that's going to give us the best results anyway, if we're having fun while we're doing it. Absolutely. Jacinta, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. So much awesome knowledge there. And I'm really excited to see where the Fearless Academy goes. And yeah, good luck for everything that you're hoping to achieve. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on board and just sharing my journey and what I've learned. And I'm, I feel really, really privileged that you reached out and thank you so much. And for anyone listening, if you, if you want to join and be part of the Academy and, and the support network that we have, connect with me and we can um, hook you up. Mm -hmm. We'll point you in the right direction to jump on board this awesome fitness community. So yeah, Jacinta, thank you again and have a lovely day. Thank you. Grab a buddy, grab your running shoes and just start moving your body. If you would like to jump on board and become part of the Fearless Academy, check out the links in the description. Thanks again for joining me. And if you found this episode valuable, share it with one person who you think would benefit from hearing Jacinta's story. Please give us a big thumbs up and leave a review so more people can join us on this journey towards mindset mastery. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And remember... We are only limited by what we believe we are limited.